Welcome to the Punk Rock MBA podcast. What's up, everybody? I'm Finn McKenty. Welcome to the Punk Rock MBA podcast. Today's episode is a short, but I think important bonus episode. This is the audio version of a video I did on my second channel about how I deal with anxiety and depression, a thing that I know a lot of people who are listening to this are probably also dealing with. If you haven't checked out my second channel, that's where I talk about business and marketing and entrepreneurship and other stuff that is probably more in line with this podcast, but not really directly related to music. So if that sounds interesting to you, check it out at the link in the show notes. And let's get into this episode. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty. This is my second channel where I talk about business and marketing and entrepreneurship and personal development, all that kind of stuff that's not really a fit for my main channel. What I wanted to talk about in this video is a topic that I know a lot of people are dealing with in general, but especially now, and that is mental health. So I want to talk about what I've been through, how I deal with it, and give you a couple thoughts on how you may deal with it. Of course, disclaimer, I'm not a doctor. You should talk to a professional and take their advice. I have been diagnosed with depression. I've never been diagnosed with anxiety or hypochondriasis, but I'm pretty sure that I have those too. I'm pretty sure a lot of people watching this do too. But I didn't know that I had depression until um, probably about eight years ago or so. Although now that I think about it, I probably did my whole life because remember like in high school, I remember just kind of waking up and feeling like blah, like nothing mattered. I didn't enjoy anything. I just felt shitty for like no particular reason. And this was the 90s, you know, when people didn't talk about depression. Like if you took any kind of, you know, psychiatric medications or anything like that, that was like, oh, there's something really wrong with that person. If she takes pills, like she's, ooh, she's crazy. Thankfully, we have evolved or thinking about that a lot more since then. But like the idea of like going to a psychiatrist and getting diagnosed with depression was just not a thing that like that's that didn't happen in like the 90s. <laughs> because of that, I just never really thought about it. Like it never occurred to me that I might have that or any kind of other psychiatric condition. So I just kind of thought, oh, life sucks. Deal with it. That's the way it is. And looking back on it, I can see how I kind of dealt with it in some really bad, self-destructive kind of ways. For one, that's why I started partying a lot at a certain point. I don't know, it's maybe like 29 or something like that when I started partying a ton because I realized, oh, when I'm like drinking and hanging out with people and acting like an idiot, like I don't feel shitty all the time. And so eventually I was drinking like five or six days a week, like not getting like shit faced five or six days a week, but probably a couple days a week. I wouldn't say I was like an alcoholic or anything like that because I was able to quit literally overnight and it was fine, no big deal. But I definitely was using it as a way to self-medicate to treat this condition that I didn't realize I had. And then it got even worse because, you know, when you're drinking that much and you also have like school and a job, which I did at the time, pretty hard to function. You know, if you get drunk on a Tuesday night or something like that and you get up on a Wednesday feeling like shit, especially after you stayed up super late, how are you going to function? Well, I started taking a bunch of Adderall to kind of get through that because it is an instant hangover cure. It's pretty magical. No matter how shitty and tired and run down you feel, like if you take an Adderall, 15 minutes later, you feel great up and at them. And so I started doing that a lot. Uh, and the problem with Adderall among, or, or one of the many problems with Adderall is that you develop a tolerance for it. First, I was taking like 10 milligrams or something like that. Then I had to take 15, then 20, then 40. Like the most I ever took in a day, I think was around like 300 milligrams, which is an absolutely insane amount and probably would like literally kill me now. I'd probably have a heart attack if I took that now. That didn't last long. That's when I kind of realized like, holy shit, I just took like 300 or 320 milligrams of Adderall and need to pump the brakes here. <laughs> 
And even then, it didn't occur to me that I had any kind of like underlying psychiatric condition that might be kind of causing me to self-medicate and live this like super unhealthy lifestyle. Like somehow I managed to still do well at work and school. So I knew that I was kind of doing things that I probably shouldn't be doing, but I thought I just like to have fun. I may be partying a little bit too much, but it wasn't until somebody uh, who I knew told me she'd been dealing with this stuff for a long time, kind of talked to her about how I felt, describing all the classic <laughs> symptoms of depression. And she was like, you need to go to a doctor. Like you probably have depression. That's, you're not like supposed to feel that way. So I did and they prescribed me one of the SSRIs. I was on that. And it did make me feel a little bit better, but it made me like feel really tired and shitty and run down and I got kind of fat on it. And so then I switched to the medication that I'm on now, which is Bulbutrin. That is not an SSRI. It's a completely separate kind of drug that doesn't have all the same effects. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and, in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. But first, I want to thank DistroKid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. If you're not familiar, DistroKid is a digital music distribution service that musicians use to put their music into online stores and streaming services. So in plain language, if you have ever wondered how to get your music on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, Deezer, Tidal, and many, many more, there's like dozens and dozens of different streaming services. DistroKid is the way to do it. It is super easy. I have used it to put my music on Spotify. It took me maybe five minutes to like set it up and upload everything. It's legitimately awesome. I am sincerely a fan of this company and their product. And for those of you who have asked, you can also upload your music to TikTok with DistroKid. And if you want a chance to get featured on DistroKid's Spotify playlists, you can do that by submitting a song through Spotlight and getting your fans to vote for you. You can also use Hyperfollow to get more Spotify followers. You can promote your new release as well as Spotify Canvas. That's where there's the video in the background in the player. And when you share it on Instagram, it shares that video too to make your Spotify release pop. 
and Spotify Canvas is available to all DistroKid artists. Like I said, as you can probably tell from this, like I am sincerely a fan of DistroKid. DistroKid can do everything I just talked about and so much more. So be sure to sign up with my link, which is in the show notes for this episode, to get 7% off your first year. That link is in the show notes of this episode or go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash the punk rock NBA. And thanks again to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode. So if you think that you have like anxiety or depression or any other kind of psychiatric issue, the number one first thing you should do is go talk to a professional. For whatever reason, I know that that's really hard for a lot of people. Just making that first phone call to set up the first appointment is really intimidating for people. Just pick up the phone call somebody and make an appointment. It will take you five minutes and it could change your life. It could save your life. And then once you have made that appointment, there are a couple other things to keep in mind. Number one is it's very important for you to find somebody who you get along with. And something I found out is that a lot of psychiatrists are actually kind of weird people with bad communication skills that are kind of odd people. And I guess this is a known thing in the field that like psychiatrists are weird and kind of off-putting. If you don't like the person you're talking to, then go see someone else. It might take you a couple tries to find someone, but once you do, it'll make everything a lot better. The guy I went to, I think I just Googled him. He's like an attorney who also has an MD. So he does a lot of like workplace disability investigations and stuff like that. And he's just a really like analytical, like smart, cool guy that I just kind of enjoy talking to on a personal level who also happens to be a very good doctor for me. Keep looking until you find somebody that you get along with. Number two, you may need to do the same thing with your medication. So just like I had to switch from the SSRI to Wellbutrin, and then once I did, everything was cool, it may take you some time to find the right medication or combination of medications that works for you. And I know that that's frustrating. I know that sucks. And you really, especially when you're like in a really shitty place, you wanna just take something and feel better tomorrow. But unfortunately, that's not usually how it works. It can take a while to find the right medications and it can take a while for those medications to work like three, four, five, six weeks. It's not fair but don't run away from it. The sooner you confront it and deal with it, the better you will feel. So that's the third thing I would say is like, understand there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Like however you feel now, you may have to put in work to feel better, but you can feel better. You do not have to just suffer through it with the help of professionals, with the help of your friends, with the help of medication, if that's what your professional decides that you need, you can feel better. And don't disregard the advice of the doctor. Like you should get get a second opinion, you should talk to professionals and stuff, but don't do like the thing that I see so often is someone says like, I don't wanna be dependent on a pill. Well, I don't want to either, you know, but here we are. I'm sure diabetics don't wanna be dependent on taking insulin every day for their survival, but here we are. Unfortunately, for some of us, you have to take a pill in order to deal with this mood disorder or whatever other condition you have. Either way, you gotta talk to your doctor and you really need to follow the treatment plan. And if you feel like it's not working for you, talk to somebody else and follow their treatment plan. But do not try to take this on yourself. And lastly, the lifestyle part is super important. Like, it is so true that you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. If you're around other people who are either negative or have unhealthy lifestyles, like people that are partying all the time or something like, you've gotta get yourself away from those people. It's just like being on an airplane and there's a bunch of people coughing around you. Like no matter what, no matter how hard you try, if you sit around those people long enough, you're gonna get sick. You're gonna get infected by them and being around people that 
are living an unhealthy lifestyle, and I mean unhealthy in the physical and mental and emotional sense, that's gonna infect you too. So you gotta audit your friend group as ruthless and difficult as they, that may sound, it's super important. Make sure that you're not doing what I did, which is self-medicating. I personally think that for people who have any kind of psychiatric issue, I don't think you should use drugs or alcohol at all. And that's not out of some like self-righteous moral standpoint. Those things affect the way your brain works. And if your psychology, if your brain chemistry is not in a good place, like you shouldn't be fucking with it by introducing other substances that are gonna potentially upset it. If you're depressed, consuming more depressants is not smart. My personal opinion is stay away from the drugs and alcohol, including weed, including alcohol, if you have some sort of psychiatric issue. All right, everyone, I hope that was helpful for anybody who may be dealing with that stuff. I know a lot of people are right now, especially now people cooped up at home. A lot of people are dealing with potentially losing their job or being afraid of losing their job. It's a tough time for a lot of people. So that really means that if you are one of us that does have to deal with some sort of mental health issue, that you really need to look out for yourself. You really need to practice self-care as much as I hate that term, like it is a real thing and you need to think about it. So I hope that was helpful and I will see you next time. All right, my friends, that does it for this episode of the podcast. If you made it this far, thank you. Thank you for listening. We sincerely appreciate each and every one of you. If you wanna help the show, there's a couple things that you can do. First of all, share it on social media. If you share it, tag us, tag Finn McKenty, that's me, and tag Deanna Chapman, that's a producer. Second thing you can do, if you really, really, really love us and really wanna support us, you can support us on Patreon. There's a link to that in the show notes. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're listening to this, or you can do none of that. And you can just sit at home, think about how awesome this podcast is. That works too. Again, thank you very much to each and every one of you for listening. We sincerely appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. Well, hey, friends. My name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. What's up, everyone? It's Joe, and I'm the host of That's Awesome with Joe, a podcast on the newly formed Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. I talk with tons of your favorite artists, managers, touring personnel, and more. Most of the time we talk about music, but lots of the time we end up talking about something completely unrelated. We laugh a lot. We do a lot of really stupid things, but also some things that are really informative and interesting. Basically, it's a podcast that I think you should listen to. Obviously, I'm biased because it's my podcast, but I think I might be into it if I wasn't the host. Check it out at SoundTalentMedia.com.